friends. It has been a minute, but it's your girl Gwen. It's March 2022. I've been on hiatus for a long time because I hate editing, which is still the case. And so I'm hoping I don't have to edit this at all. And then also I was just getting very frustrated with the pandemic and the new cycle and everything. So I think maybe I've even recorded stuff, but again, I hate editing. And so they've there's a bunch of episodes on the cutting room floor that have not made it, but hopefully this one will make it to you. And I hope you're doing well. And, you know, yes, y'all, we on the brink of World War III, but what you want to do? That's how life is. So what has made your girl, you know, dust off the, the recording equipment to give you a little episode. So um, I think probably one of the last episodes, whenever it was that I posted, you guys already know, like, I transitioned to TikTok. Um, you can follow Gab with Gwen on Instagram. I haven't posted anything. I only post to my stories, which are basically TikToks that I transfer over there. Now, I really have got into K-drama, which I've talked about. Um, currently, my TikTok account is on shadow ban, which is a whole other story as to like, why my shadow ban? And I've been shadow banned for a long time. So it's a great opportunity that presented itself for me to decouple because it, you know, from a branding perspective, and I'm not a marketing person, but and not that I have a brand, but from a branding perspective, it, it, it you know, it's confusing that my whole account is about K-drama, Korean dramas and J- Japanese dramas. But, um, you know, I've probably like looked at TikTok a little bit in 2018, 2019, was pretty much watching just like a, like a voyeur, if you will, all of 2020. And then it wasn't until 2021, I decided to start posting. But then I just started posting just, you know, K-drama edits and commentary. And now have my, you know, my TikTok friends and we talk specifically about that. So I said, you know what, but that's very different than, you know, the blackly blackness of this podcast. So it, it's a it's a good opportunity. Like I'm looking at the silver lining with this whole shadow ban where like no one can see my content anyway. I started a second TikTok account, which is K Drama Gwen. Um, and I need to start kind of working on I think the branding and transitioning that where that will be my main account just dedicated to Korean dramas, Asian dramas, and talking about that. And if your girl has the patience and the time, I do want to start a podcast dedicated to Korean drama because there's a lot to say about that. If you guys, it's very therapeutic and it's just different issues that come up that are so well done in a better way than Hollywood, honestly. I know a lot of you guys, your first foray into this is Squid Game, but whatever. But, you know, there's way better K-dramas than that. And But shout out to that whole crew. Shout out for them again, the attention, blah, blah, blah. So this episode is not about K-drama. I don't want you to think that. Um, but I did want to just put that caveat in as to what's going on. So we'll see a little bit of transitioning. And then I do probably this year, we'll try to come back to posting regularly about this because there's a lot, you know, regular Gwen stuff and have Slim. And, you know, actually I wanted to post something in Black History Month with Swim with Slim, but it just didn't happen in Trinity. So, you know, the usual characters are still around. You know, we still still not cool. My homegirls, you know, my homeboys, everybody's still cool. Everybody's fine. But, you know, just took a, know some time to really contemplate and time to myself in this pandemic and can you guys believe it's two years later wild but I want to say something and it's about TikTok a lot of this will be related to TikTok because like I said I don't know nothing about Facebook or Instagram but y'all will find me on the clock app and still you know I'm still a little bit active on Twitter so if you're on TikTok, you know this week was wild, okay, because of Modern Warrior and Chelsea. Now, if y'all don't understand, TikTok is a very curated experience. Some of you guys are not on it, but you probably see the comments. You see these videos on your reels because basically reels, to my understanding, are just recycled TikToks like a few late, weeks later that you get. And so um, 
I want to talk about this. Let me come back to that. Let me flip the order. I want to talk about Modern Warrior, though, a little bit, because that's been a wild thing to view. I've ne- It's been as TikTok turns, the young and the restless. It's been so many things going on where, like, my K-drama schedule is messed up because my FYP, my phone, just it, it's literally been on Woomlands talk for a week. Never seen something like this. So interesting. But let's shift gears. What brought me here was actually something that happened on TikTok, and it's from the Gab with One account, where there was um, a gentleman who res- who posted a response to a prompt from, uh, you know, I think she's a fairly well-known creator about people having discomfort saying like Black people or Asian people. And so the creator, she was like, who told you not to say black or Asian people? She's like, they probably told you not to say the blacks or blah, blah. And that was just, that was the prompt. And then this guy who is um, Asian American, I follow him. He said like, look, he's, you know, his early forties. He grew up in the outskirts of New York city. And he was taught in school that it's, I guess, rude or disrespectful, inappropriate to say African, to say black and that he should be, he should, say african-american so i just you know texted like comment like who told you that white people and i and i said that because i've literally asked this question many times because it's been white people or non-black people who said this to me over the years and it's been very confusing because i said who said that i said i'm in your age bracket we're talking about millennials and we're talking about zennials like people between x and 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 millennial we're talking about this like let's just say if you're i'm gonna say you're between 30 and 50 okay i'm i was in school like i'm in that age bracket you're between age 30 and age 50 and you're telling me that you were instructed and like people are scared like they're scared to say black because they were taught that it is rude and it's going to offend people and these people are walking around having anime sweats because they don't want to say the word black and I have been like hold on and the question is well who told you that and listen the the response had a few things that I want to break down so one it was he's like oh I'm, and I'm not just no shade to him I, I want to be very clear I'm not shading him at all and I'm saying this because I'm not a person who does post videos like of myself on TikTok y'all know that so um and for me it's and, and first of all you can three minutes really have the proper dialogue so that's what I like in the podcast to really kind of talk through my thoughts and dissect it to get to wherever the hell I'm going which is not formulated it's off the cuff right so him, you know, prefacing it, saying his age, it, it's context, right? But part of it also, I feel like on TikTok, because the demographic is younger, people will say, well, this is my age to show like a sense of authority. And I'm not saying he did that, but it can be construed in that way. Whether it's misconstrued or not, it can be said in those ways. But it's also context. Like I also get the context of saying in this time period, this is the way we were taught. Now, as a person who lived and was also schooled in the same in New York City public school system know that like I've been through like the two different school systems and that is not that has never come up now and just you know and just you could say anecdotally but you know knowing black people and I've lived in a lot of different places in this country and outside of this country um I've never heard people say that black is rude or like or it's incorrect to say like I've never heard a black person say that now whether or not someone has a preference to say they prefer to be called african-american nothing's wrong with that but no one's ever said that it's impolite or rude I'm saying black people okay so 
on this man's post, everyone's pouring in, yes, I'm from this and this. At that time, they bored it in our head and did it. And I'm like, but I lived in this time and my friends lived in this time too. And how come nobody taught us that? And so, and so then somebody was like, oh, well, I grew up in a predominantly black school. You sent them in Pittsburgh and did it. I said, well, I grew up in Brooklyn, okay, and in Jersey and dated at that, that same time period. And nobody said that. So I said, now I feel like I got to go connect with people who I went to, you know, elementary school with and high school with to be like, okay, did someone say this? And I just was not in the room. Did, was this a lesson when I was out of school? Like I was sick because I would have recalled this and I would have had things to say. You guys think I'm vocal now. I've always been a vocal person. So I definitely would have had something to say about it because, you know, just to put this lesson in here, just some clarity for people, African-American and black are not necessarily interchangeable all the time all right so african-american describes um culture and ethnicity right um and by default it signals race okay but if we actually want to talk just on a purely race racial perspective um black is the race right and there are many subcultures within uh the black community there's a black diaspora right so people who have origins in the continent of Africa, and even depending how you think about it, of Melanesian people um, uh, also will identify as Black. And I, for me, I have no issue with that either. So if you're just thinking about it, there's a di- different groups of people who are racially Black, but then there are different ethnicities, nationalities, cultures within that, right? And African-American is one, which is sig- signifying people who are what people may call like, I think some people call them foundational Black Americans, so people who are descendants of slaves in the USA, okay? Because there's slavery throughout the entire Western Hemisphere, so Afro-Latinos are descendants of slaves in Latin America. The Afro-Caribbean, Afro-West Indian people will also be descendants of slaves there, but the difference is that because they're the dominant group in these countries because of colonialism, people can identify with their nationality. So you'll see that as their nationality. However, race is still different. At the end of the day, still black. Or, you know, you'll have that, like, Afro prefix to describe that. But it's also, um, you know, African-American is an ethnicity and it's a culture. Um, but obviously there are racial implications of it. So being that, all Black people are not African-American, right? If people are growing up in their London, they're Canadian, but they're not American. So you can't be African-American if you're not American, okay? There's, there's that. Then you're also going to have America is a country of immigrants. So they're the same way. There are a lot of Black people who are immigrants who are not African-American, don't have the same historical you know, we all have a connected history, but don't have that specific history. So not African-American as well. So um, I just want to get that nuance there. But obviously they're often used interchangeably in the context of America and the dominant culture of America, of black people in America is African-American. That's true. Okay. That's absolutely true. All right. So back to this TikTok post. So people are kind of, you know, I'm not gonna say crying, but you know, you know, lamenting, if you will. I was told this, and now we've been Gen X and Xennials and Millennials. I was told this, and you know, it's wrong. And they drilled this in their heads. And I'm like, I was in the same schools, and and y'all, this never got drilled in my, my head. And I'm an actual black person. And so there were a couple of commentaries. So when I wrote that, like, who told you this white person? The guy did another video response to me and he was like, he now he's like, Jesse, he's like, well, I looked this up. Jesse Jackson and some black leaders at the time were pushing for it, blah, blah, blah. 
So I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm, a familiar, I'm familiar with this. Like he, He's like, again, saying his age. I'm like, sir, first of all, just because I'm not outing whatever my, my numerical age is, is does not dis- don't, don't discount me. And again, like I have avatars, so I get it. People don't know, whatever. But I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 I, I get it. But so I'm familiar with this. I'm like, yeah, I do know he pushed it. But I, I think context is key. And I'm like, at the same token, if you had to look it up, then that means that you, you didn't know Jesse Jackson did this. So let's be real. So then now the comments are flooding. Jesse Jackson told us. <laughs> everybody, suddenly everybody know who Jesse Jackson is. Listen to him. So my whole thing was, but Jesse Jackson told you allegedly, cause, not, not allegedly, he did. But um, is this why y'all ever listen to Jesse Jackson? <laughs> Who and I'm not discounting, and you just just continue down this. Right, you'll see where I get to with this. But since when did people suddenly take Jesse Jackson so seriously that this one thing was like the most lucrative, most important thing that had to be focused on? Because Jesse, he asked a lot of different things. He asked for reparations. He asked for so many things. And, you know, basically the low-hanging fruit, if you will, is what people were fixated on and then turn around and blame him. Okay? Now, people could say that, no, you know, he didn't realize that, you know, there would be a black diaspora and there was, he didn't realize the amount of immigrants and that, you know, it's all African-Americans aren't, uh, you know, all black people aren't African-Americans and, uh, okay, all this stuff and the NAACP, double, uh, okay, I'm not, I'm going to get to that, I'm going to get to that, but I, I do want to just say, like, when people now double down on Jesse Jackson told us, that's why we're, that's why we're confused at Jesse Jackson, I said, y'all, this is virtue signaling and I'm, I'm getting a bunch of dog whistles here because there's some lack of accountability going on here. So I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I said, I would, I would take a little step back and think that's funny. What else do you know Jesse Jackson for? Cause if that's the only thing and he's most renowned for that, that's signaling a lot because Jesse Jackson also ran for president uh, in the eighties at that time. He also asked for reparations. He asked for so many things, but the one thing that was driven and pushed and that you guys all know and also complain about is him apparently saying, you know, pushing for the name to be changed, the categorization of government documents, et cetera, to be African-American versus black. All right. Now, even if he did that, I, I still want to get to the point of having the two names, right? Because I think it's always been like black slash African-American, frankly. But having that there, what does that mean versus you thinking that black is derogatory? Because that's a leap. That's a leap for me, all right? The Because the one thing is, like, I'm not being not sure, like, if it's Black, African-American, you're saying you, you feel like you don't want to offend. Like I said, the easiest thing to do is, well, ask somebody. Just ask a Black person, because a Black person will tell you. And I and, and, and many of the comments were like, well, when I was in high school and I asked, Black people just told me to say Black. I'm like, that's it. That's it, right? Yeah, yes, Black people told me to say Black, <laughs> okay? And then some people said, well, there's, you know, someone told me at work, they told me they prefer to be called African-American. And I want to, you know, there's a lot of nuance, nuance to that. I'm like, I'm sure. But I'm going to tell you, for me as a Black person, I've never encountered another Black person, African-American, who's like, ooh, don't call me Black, or Black is bad, or it's derogatory. No one's... No, no way, no way said that. Don't, don't, don't say that. And you're telling me t- they taught you that in school. I need to, I don't know. I've never, I wasn't taught that. I don't know what materials you guys are referring to. Who is going to say blacks is derogatory? Because for me, the math doesn't math. So let's go down the path of why the math doesn't fully math when on these recollections. If we think of, first of all, the NAACP had a role in this, which is ironic because the C stands for colored and, you know, colored in the U.S. context 
Okay, because in South Africa, there's a racial category, which is different. But in the U.S. contact, that is a very outdated word, and people do find colored offensive. And I think it's it's obvious, though, because it's very reminiscent of Jim Crow's. Like, you see, like, like the no-colored fountains, you know, whites only. It's like all, all of the, like, the signs and the verbiage you see is about colors, right? So that I can see easily. Like, people are like, yo, I'm off that. Don't call me that because, you know, come on. I get that, Right. And so that's like the 50s. Before that, you know, it's all color, right? But when we get to the 70s, and this is the point, this is where I'm saying all of you, the slip is showing, well, the, the the elephant in the room is that you don't know any black people, okay? And because you don't know any black people, you don't know what the fuck to say, all right? And then now you're having these anime sweats and you're scared and you, <laughs> and you have this whole narrative in your head that you said you learned in school. But the minute you talk to a black person, you'll know. And because even if they told you, call me African-American, they're not, they're like, black. That's wrong. I mean, someone told me that someone on the comments was like, oh, at the early days of Instagram, black people said, don't call me black. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm sorry, that was just funny to me. I didn't respond to that comment. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, early days of Instagram, black people told me not to call me black. Bye. Anyway, I'm just going to leave that one alone. But let's go back to the history I was trying to say. Come this 1970s, there's the Black Power Movement, okay? This you have the Black Panthers, okay? This is where people are wearing afros, and this is where we have the natural hair movement really taking, oh, you know, the 60s um, and 70s, like, really natural hair movement is, is, is growing. Black is beautiful. There's Black pride, right? People is, I'm blacky black, I'm black, y'all. Y'all understand, like, the in the school system now where they have uh, free lunch programs, that is because of the Black Panthers who started like free breakfast and free lunch programs for children in Oakland, California. Like that is a legacy that they've actually left to like help the children. And so blackness really was and so with pride, like to not be afraid um, and, you know, to, to, to dismantle a colonial mindset, to dismantle this enslaved mindset and to embrace you know, blackness as a race, that was a huge push in like the late 60s and the 70s, right? So for me, when people are saying, who who tells you that? Like, I'm confused because blackness has been, there's been like a whole movement of like pride around blackness and um, embracing our skin and our hair texture and the literally the Black Panthers, all right? So that is not negative, right? And the black community is not negative. So when we, so when you guys are saying Jesse Jackson in your school, I said I want to break this down because some of this is that y'all don't know. It's, it's ignorance, you know, willful ignorance, and the math doesn't math because what I would say, and I think someone did comment on the TikTok was that well Jesse was trying to be more palatable for white people, and I said okay, here we go. Now we now we get in some place because I said the blackness black was that's not derogatory that's not rude that's not impolite what black person is saying that who said that now are now are people afraid to say black because now you're maybe associating it with militants the black panther party and this is what's making you concerned because you're thinking about people with the black fist people with guns on the steps you're thinking about that oh is this where we needed to rebrand the term black because it wasn't giving you know wolf of wall street (laughs) and it wasn't giving jerry curl is that why we needed to rebrand the word black okay that makes sense to me all right but then again that is not necessarily coming from black people themselves now you have someone who is 
posturing because they're trying to be political and honestly everything else they ask for is not getting any play no one's paying attention to it so it's like okay look you guys i want to be you know i want to be president and i want to put points on the board that i did something and this is you know something that honestly is not affecting any change in black people's status or generational wealth or you know income education you know access to opportunity not none of that but let, let us focus on this label on this form let us do that okay that makes sense to me, all right? That makes sense to me that it's politicized in a way to be more um, palatable for white audience or broader American public, okay? But that is not from Black people ourselves saying that. And they're like, well, so when you keep saying, well, Jesse Jackson said that, I want you guys to be like, depending on where you lean, okay? Well, Trump said that. Or Obama said that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just because, like, a figurehead who may have been, you know, quote-unquote elected, even though he wasn't, but say some figurehead says something, are they really truly representative of all the people? This is the same rhetoric why, you know, people are being anti-Russian right now. Don't be anti-Russian because of Putin. You think Russian people are not suffering right now because of what's going on with him but you know they're in a position where every you know they're trying to eat and do their everyday things and they you know they're not trying to get you know caught up in the fire the crossfire so you know don't paint a broad brush about all russians because you see someone who is who's risen to a position of power who is speaking on their behalf and that's how we should look at any of these leaders because none of these leaders can fully represent doesn't even mean they're representing the the feelings the sentiments of even half the people so i just wanted to say that so all of this back to when we're going to jesse jack y'all y'all clenching hard onto jesse jackson like y'all even know anything he ever asked for you don't even know anything you know it's just it's like so thinly veiled i'm like okay all right, so I hear it, and I'm not disregarding, I'm not, I'm not, so it's surprising, I think there's two things to decouple here, so to many black people, not all, but to many black people, it is surprising when people who are not black have this um, discomfort, or say that they were taught this, because many of us, who obviously were born and raised, or were here in the American school system, were not taught that, many of us were not, in the same age bracket, we're not taught that, okay? That was not a conversation with us at all. So, you know, people might be like, don't call us the blacks, right? Because, yeah, they're going to say that. And so because of that, overcorrect and say black people, or they might, like, just forget to say African-American. Fine, right? But, you know, a lot of people were not. Now, I do think there were some people who maybe were heard this. I, I'm i curious to how that experience was in school, et cetera. But that's fine, because when I even think about just inter- personal conversations between black people no black people are not going to fight over this like no one's going to be like you know i went home to my african-american family and my african like come on if we're talking like it's two black people come on we're not tripping over african-american versus black like when i was like okay all right you know that you know there's you could say it's a misnomer it's vague in certain ways but it still it still applies like in the context i get it right no one's going to trip over that so it's interesting that this political ploy, which I'm not, I'm not completely absolving Jesse Jackson, I'm not, okay, or the NAACP for pushing this, okay, but I also liken it to Black Lives Matter, people asking at the crux of it, asking for police reform, and what you're seeing are black boxes on Instagram and Aunt Jemima bottle being rebranded. 
there is a disconnect. People are asking for actual something that's impactful to people's lives to change and dismantle racism and dismantle systemic prejudice and bias. And what you're getting are very performative, superficial changes, right? And so that's even what I would like in this whole African-American versus Black labeling too in this particular instance and talking about that time. Because I believe my comment was, hold on, Black people were calling each other Black at that time, which is true too, right? And so, like, I think some of this is disingenuous. And and, and when I further went into the comment section, because me, I'm fine for my life in these comments, y'all, is I said, well, hold on. Even though, fine, I'm going to take what you say at face value, you were somehow reprimanded in school that you had to say African-American because some some white people taught you that saying black is rude. Fine. I said, but so explain to me how come in real life and everyday interactions, which is very noticeable and a lot of black people notice, including myself, that you're dis, you, you have discomfort and you don't feel comfortable saying African-American or black. It don't matter which word you use, you're still uncomfortable. How about that? Everybody silent. Everybody silent now. I was like, okay, because we could jump on Jesse Jackson told me to do it, and I'm scared to say black. But hold on, you scared to say African American too, though? Crickets. Okay. You, but so you, you. That's that's all I'm saying. It's all thinly veiled. Like at the end of the day, you you scared to say either word. So, so all of this deflection on Jesse Jackson in school, da da da. You still afraid either way. Some people, some people tell stories. Oh, this person told me that I, I don't. Who told you? I don't know who you're. You telling me someone told you saying black is rude. How were you saying it? <laughs> How were you saying it? Were you saying it funny? Like I'm just saying, like there's, you know, you can't get all of that context from, um, you know, TikTok comments. But it's this whole woe is me. Oh my god, you guys, what do you want to be called? I'm so scared to call you. I'm like, okay, let's feel this back because. Do you even know any black people? Outside of transactional interactions, service industry, retail interactions, do you have any close relationships with black people to even have the conversation and talk through it? You, you, chances are that you don't, which is also why this is a big issue to you. This is also why you're pressed, right? This is also why you're upset because you don't have anyone to even balance these this off of because you don't have any black people in your lives to talk to about it. That's so what does that even say? Okay. Okay. So the last thing I want to say about this subject, because I'll tell you, it's funny to me. Like it's not, it's funny. Like it's, I literally laugh. Like when I see black, white people, anyone, it's not white people, anyone who's uncomfortable saying African-American or black, like, it's like, you could say a slur. Cause I think you'd be more comfortable saying that. Cause you just, you're just being weird, but okay, whatever. I laugh. Cause it's funny to me. It's funny. Sorry. It's funny. And so in like one of the comments with somebody, I was like, well, all right, Jesse Jackson told you, but what else did he say <laughs> that you ignored, but you doubled down on this one and ran with it? And do you know, this person came at me telling me I'm angry. And I said, but hold on. <laughs> How am I angry? I'm literally laughing. <laughs> I'm literally laughing. And then the person's like, oh, you're bigoted and you're racist. And I said, okay, 
you need to keep going because you're showing your true feelings. I said, did Jesse Jackson tell you to feel like this? Did Jesse Jackson tell you to say this? Because me saying how Jesse Jackson said so many things and you ignored, why do people double down on this one? And I laugh and I literally put laughing emojis and, and you to come back to say I'm angry. All right, well, just say it. Okay, just say, I hate niggas. Just say it because here you suddenly have labeled me an angry black woman. I was literally laughing because honestly, this is all funny. And you know, look, um, the discomfort is funny because it's actually unnecessary. And at the end of the day, it's also has low impacts, right? Like you, you're so caught up. Anybody who's so caught up, like, I don't know how to say black or African-American, but you're not, you're not hiring black people. You're calling the police on black people. You're mistreating black people. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the real shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to talk about like the real treatment and impacts of black people. Are you paying black people equitably? Are you, are you hiring them? Are you, when they move in, are you moving out because you don't want to live beside black people? Let's talk. We don't talk about none of that stuff, but you want to get hung up on these labels and then blame Jesse Jackson and then play the victim. So, it's funny though to me at the end of the day because it's stupid. It's like silly. It's just this is stupid shit. It's funny. Um, but you know, this person to flip it and be like, You're a bigot. I said, Lord, y'all just a hit dog will holler and you will show yourself all the time. Your slip will be showing. Like even on something very innocuous and like not a big deal, frankly. Like I'm just laughing because I was like, Yo, do you this this whole argument is actually funny and it's silly. Like it's actually which is how the whole original poster was like, Yo, who told you that? It's it's just funny because you don't listen to black people. You don't want to hear black people and then any little like random whatever slight you, you run with it. And it's just obvious. Like it's just obvious. And so for them to flip it and be like oh and then the person turn around and call me a chinese bot oh you're using uh you're using an avatar you're not black i said what i said i'm like well how you know the nationality of the bot (laughs) how you know the nationality of the bot i mean come on i mean y'all are funny but like expose yourselves because it's it's expose yourselves you know at the end of the day these all these things are performative and whether or not you know if you are spending time and you're telling me that you have an anime sweats and you concerned about you know and when i say anime sweats if you guys have ever watched anime like they they sweat profusely if you Jesus and Miro say it all the time like anime sweats if you are like sweating profusely and under pressure over something like this you're focused on the wrong thing and it's probably indicative of some other feelings that you have that are outside of this because if you had any inclination spoke to any black person had any real relationship with them you wouldn't be pressed with this because it's not the biggest thing it's not the biggest thing and black is not an ugly word and it's not offensive to say you know it's not honestly so it's actually and, and someone in the comments said that too they're like i'm more offended that you think that black is an ugly word or negative that is that is that is wrong. That is wrong. You know, that is fundamentally wrong. And anyone who had any logic, and again, if you had any black people around you, you would know it. Now, if you're going to tell me, I grew up in an all-white area, I mean, okay, then then why are you pressed? Because then you probably don't have no black people to talk to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, very interesting conversation. Um, I think it's interesting, the deflection to Jesse Jackson. Not saying he played no role in it, and I've already outlined here what he did and how it was self-serving in a way. Um, some people might think that, oh, it's innocent. He didn't know. It was self-serving because this is not the most impactful thing you could have done. It's not. And if we're talking, and, and Black did not have a negative connotation. So maybe in more conservative Black circles, maybe it did. All right? I'll give it that. But honestly, that is not the issue. What what it's signaling is that, you know, coming out on the heels of the Black Panther movement, the Black Pride movement, um, Black love, all right? All of that, for it to turn, like, we need to African-American, that was something to appease 
the masses and appease black people so that we don't we look more militant and look more conformed. That's what it comes down to. All right. But again, that's not black people saying that it's a negative word. All right. And the fact that now you have made that negative connotation says more about you. It really does. So um, but and again, I'm laughing, though, because when I see people being uncomfortable, I think it's funny because you're not comfortable saying either term. You're not comfortable saying black. You're not saying you're not comfortable saying African-American. So this also negates your own argument. So what? So what's the real deal? What's the real deal? Why don't we just peel back the anti-blackness? All right. You know, it's that that's the elephant in the room and a joke at the end of the day. And, and so black people know that even if people are not in agreement, there's different sentiments over, you know, black versus African-American. What we do know is that either word you're uncomfortable with. And it's funny because that is less about what you were taught as a child, allegedly, and all this stuff. It's more about, hmm. I am not even comfortable around black people. I can't have this conversation. I'm having anime sweats about this, blah, blah. And again, all of that focused on something that is very minute, frankly, compared to are you actually hiring black people? Are you paying black people equally? Are you, you know, doing racist things? Are you moving away? Are you not, you know, are you, how are you teaching them? Are you gentrifying the neighborhoods? Are, what are you doing in your actual actions? You know what I'm saying? That impact the lives and the racial wealth gap and the, and the injustices and disparities in America. What are you doing there? Okay. So I'm going to leave that at that, but I want to trans- segue. God, this is already 30 minutes. I want to segue into the TikTok drama of Modern Warrior. I do want to talk about this because it was so intriguing. Okay, and so I don't need to. If you if you don't know what this is, if you don't know, (laughs) Modern Warrior is a native TikTok influencer. You could call him a social justice warrior, if you will. He lives in Denver, Colorado. He's very popular on TikTok. He 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 says, "You guys." He says, "Hey, colonizer." Okay, that's like his tagline. Hey, beautiful people, or hey, colonizer. Okay. He's the one person I knew in all of this. I don't want to go through the whole drama. You guys, if you go to my Insta, if you go to my Twitter, I've already go to Gab with Gwen at Twitter, and you'll see I've already like curated some stuff from TikToks, explaining the stuff. People drew maps. It, there's songs. There's so much about this whole thing, which was first of all, shout out to Native TikTok. I love y'all. First, of all, I loved y'all before this, anyway. But shout out. Um, I now I've gotten exposed to even more Native creators and TikTokers, and I just love y'all just y'all are the best um a sense of humor is elite elite so the interesting thing about him and and it, and it relates to what i'm talking about african-american versus black and like just the whole performative shit at the end of the day is that you know he got caught up in i i, I don't even know if i want to call it womanizing I, I i don't even know if i would call it that he is allegedly single and i say that because he was married and i don't know if he's divorced so that's another that's a whole other conversation he's married and i knew he was married before all of this too all right because he's been doxxed by the way by white supremacists he's had to like he's been impacted in real life by white supremacists coming after him and really terrorizing him for him playing hey colonizer and just you know giving rebuttals to racist people's remarks and calling them out on his platform and I, I've known that, like, I, you know, I follow him. I don't see all his videos, but he comes across my FYP, you know, here and there. And so he got caught up with this um, white woman who in the, in the crux of all of this has changed her pronouns to they, them. So I will refer to Chelsea as they, them per, you know, respecting the pronouns, which is fine. But as people have, many people have said, it's a little bit sus, the, the timing, because eventually in the beginning, she, you know, 
everyone was not everyone people were a lot of people were backing Chelsea's account of the situation and then as Chelsea continued to post and became more unhinged it became clear that the situation there was, it was just lies and deception and it was very dangerous for um Chelsea to do something like that when Lance Modern Warrior's name is Lance has been you know under attack by literally white supremacists and you know putting his life at risk that's true so the thing about it though you know Chelsea is supposed to be this woke person and who's supposed to be an ally and because of this there's been some more fallout with some other creators who I don't want to get into because I didn't know none of those people either and like I said the only person all of this who I've known before all this drama this whole week was Lance Modern Warrior. I didn't know Chelsea. I didn't know Patrick. I didn't none of these other people. Dinesh, whoever else, the, the other one with the red hair. I don't know none of these people. They never came across my FYP before. And performative allyship has been called out this week, rightfully so, because oftentimes it is a good look to say that you're an ally, right? People don't want to be, you know, a lot of people feel like being called a racist is worse than being racist itself. Don't call me the R word. I'm like, y'all, y'all think being called racist is worse than actually the actions of being racist, which again is coming from a very privileged and ignorant place. And being called out is very important because people are monetizing, taking up space, speaking on behalf of allegedly like they have the best interests of marginalized groups in mind when it's all self-serving and a lot of times it's just narcissistic at the end of the day. And this can also apply to people of color too, depending on the group, because there's a there's a there's a caste system in all of this too. BIPOC, you know, which is black, indigenous, and people of color, the reason why the B and the I are separated from POC because there's a different experience and it's recognizing that there are some very unique and challenging experiences black and indigenous people experience which is why you know the term BIPOC does separate you know there are other groups of people of color too who do experience um challenges and racism etc but it's, it's not it's not fully equivalent and we should recognize that so all of that to say that kind of you know ooh, I'm being sensitive and I'm I'm a woke ally blah blah for her to turn around for sorry for for them to turn around and pull this stunt because it's a stunt at the end of the day to pull the stunt is very telling and so you may not be an ally right but if you are finding yourself having heart palpitations about whether to say black or african-american you are focused on the wrong things you also indicate that you don't know any black or African-American people personally with whom you could have this conversation to, you know, debate it, quell your nerves, blah, 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 and keep it pushing. You're, you're signaling a lot, and it's also signaling that you probably have some unaddressed discomfort and anti-blackness within. That's it, right? And people need to understand when you know, someone's called racist or prejudiced or anti-black i'm not saying that you you know your hobby is to walk around with white sheets and burn crosses no one's saying that okay because people that but these are real things and like you don't think i have to check my biases everyone has to check their biases right and so instead of well denying it <laughs> or 
blaming Jesse Jackson, I would say think about yourself and your own contribution to it. Because the people who were, I think, the most honest were like, and when I asked black people, they were fine. And I was like, yeah, the, the whole thing here is then have a dialogue with a black person in real life as opposed to, you know, a script from the government or a script from, you know, who some whatever, whatever quote unquote leaders. Cause don't we all see that leaders are flawed beings and don't often represent the will and the needs of the masses. We see it all the time. You, you would be able to see that if I were pointing at, if I said that, Oh, Bernie Sanders represents all of Americans. You're like, no, he doesn't. AOC does. No, no, he doesn't. Mitt Romney. No, you don't. You know that Ted Cruz, you know that, that none of these people, if they say something that this is representative of everyone in the country or everyone in the group, it doesn't, they, you know that. So please use that same critical thinking towards Jesse Jackson. And you should know that's actually not an appropriate excuse. It's really not. Now, if you're going to say it's like, oh, that's why the schools did it. Okay, fine. But if we're all talking about your Gen X and blah, 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 well, break that down a little bit more critically. Break that down a little bit more critically as opposed to using an excuse. Like, I'm reading this, but if I thought about this in the context of the time, and this is the heels of the Black Panther Party, the Black Liberation Movement in the 1970s, where there's a lot of positivity towards Blackness, how does that suddenly in the 80s become that Black is negative and rude? The math ain't mathin'. And if you're like, oh, I didn't know that, that's my point. You don't know that. And so you're making these broad assumptions based on, like, misinformation. And because we have the Googler, the nice Google at our fingertips, a couple of searches, you can put two and two together. It's real simple, right? And so that's why a lot of times it is, I, I, I do laugh. Honestly, I do laugh at the discomfort when people say, I was like, yo, bro, I don't, no matter what you say, you're going to be uncomfortable and you should deal with that, right? Because that has nothing to do with your fourth grade teacher, all right? And that has nothing to do with Jesse Jackson. Because you, you don't feel comfortable when you say black. You still don't feel comfortable saying African-American. You don't feel comfortable with anything. So... Dig into why you feel uncomfortable, and that is getting to the root to get you to a better place. That's all I'm trying to say, right? And so until you can do that, I'm going to laugh because it's disingenuous, and whether or not you realize it, but it, it is. And so that that's my TED Talk. That was Gwen's TED Talk. It was long. Gwen don't want to do no edits, so I'm going to leave it like this. Uh, I don't really have much else to say, but, you know, follow me, Gabriel Gwen, on Twitter. I'm, you can follow me on TikTok, but I'm, it's, it's a K-drama account right now, and it's also shadow banned, so y'all can't see nothing. Um, but I'm trying to, like I said, decouple, it's going to take probably a couple of months, because I need to build up the following, because I have, like, no followers now. Not that I need a huge following, but all my, you know, my little K-drama besties, you know, they can't even see my content to know to follow me at K-drama Gwen, so... I'm going to do that, and I probably will start a separate account because I have a lot to say about K-drama, which is very different. And if you don't like this black political shit, you don't have to listen to Gabriel Gwen. But if you want to hear about, um, you know, not, I was about to say even though, leaving home, that's not true. If you want to hear about Sokan June and all my my booze, and that's a whole other thing, um, and the different plot lines, and Jung Hae-in, and all that stuff, we can talk about that because I have a lot of thoughts, and those are amazing stories and amazing plot lines that you, know, you can reflect to, to everyday life that really, just they're, just they're so great. So I will do that separately. And that's that. So... 
I don't really have anything else to say. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I think Twitter is what I'm trying to tell you to do now. Follow me on Twitter because everything else is a little bit in flux. Um, but if you do want to learn about K-Drama, then you know where to find me too. And that's that. And actually, I'm going to be a guest on somebody's K-Drama podcast. <laughs> ah, guys. You know, Gwen, be on some shit. So, it's been real. It's been fun. Um, I'm hoping to have another episode with Slim and the crew and us to kind of talk that talk and what we've been up to and stay safe y'all peace